Hello there, everyone, and welcome to Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. I'm John, and as always, I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Nate Funk. Nate, how's it going, man? We're all here. <laughs> uh, it's been a long week. Um, I hear you, man. I hear you. Actually, sure. a, a long beginning to a breeding season. Well, hopefully, a kidding season. Yeah, kidding season. That's how long it's been. I'm already <laughs> looking at next breeding season. Yeah, yeah. You guys have had a rough go this week, man. I mean. Golly, I don't know how much you want to talk about it here, but you guys have had a uh, a rough one. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think as breeders, we all do go through some rough years. You know, we've been fortunate in the past, you know, to, you know, just sit the sidelines and try to be supportive of, of our fellow breeders who've had rough years, um, you know, and, you know, it's not like we've lost national champions or uh, high point producers uh, this year or or anything like that. But you, when when that doe who's not a champion, not a high point producer, but, you know, she's your daughter's first goat or, you know, that doe, that two-year-old who's a total love bug on the milk stand and and brightens your day. You know, you lose her. You know, it it uh, it affects you. It makes you wonder um, why. Um, and then you know, at the same time, you then have a pair of uh, kid goats who keep trying to barge in to the recording. Of the show and and yeah. all they want to do is is climb up into my lap and and just be affectionate and you, you kind of get an idea of why we do it why we all go through you know what we go through for sure uh, and I know right. that even even for what we what my what my family is going through right now with these dogs we got a doe in the barn right now we're watching because she's having issues and Mm. uh it's nothing you know a friend of ours a friend of ours watched as you know something went through a herd last week and it just you know it didn't it was a huge herd a dairy herd and so it it was a lot of does and kids lost but put like a dent just a dent into the herd and not wiping it out so it's it's that time of year where we're all excited for the little ones and the baby ones and the prospects of first fresheners and second fresheners oh, yeah. shows coming up and you know some prospects coming there yeah. but at I the mean- same time it's hard it, it can be a hard time of year. It can be, for sure. I haven't experienced half of what you guys have been going through with does lost and, and rough kiddings and all that, but it's it's something where it's it's definitely reminds you of, of why we're doing this and what could what 
happens with livestock. Uh, at the end of the day, these are our livestock. But the unfortunate thing about dairy goats in particular is, gosh, if they don't just imprint themselves right into your life and and make doing what we do so much easier because they're so loving. And, and when something does happen, it definitely is impactful on us. Uh, so I, I just want to say, you know, we're thinking of you, man. Like, we know, I know that it's uh, been quite a rough one, but... You guys are more than capable of pushing through. I think anybody that had less experience probably wouldn't have been able to do save what you've saved out of everything. Um, so, well, it, yeah. it, it thank you, and it it is one of these things where you know uh, the two does two of the does we lost you know ended up at you know Cornell vet school. And, mm-hmm. you know, for them to turn and go, well, you've done pretty much everything we would do. Um, that's yeah. kind of a, you know, the tip of the hat kind of to my wife, who I joke often is, you know, our vet. She's not a, a true vet. You know, the, we have, you know, listeners who are actual veterinarians and vet technicians and stuff. And I, I really tip my hat to all those fine folks. But I know that, you know, many of us who are, who have goats have to play vet because mm-hmm. where we are, there's really not a good vet in central New York for dairy goats. Uh, so if you have goats, not just dairy goats, if you have goats, you end up having to play vet having your own store space of of medicines Medi- and such medical yeah. supplies you know the first thing that one of the first things i've done this year that i in all my years of growing up with goats and and having them now i've never had to do until this year was tube feed a mature doe yeah <clears throat> can imagine that's not fun. It's not. um, You know, I was up late last night, early this morning, however you want to look at it. uh, And my wife and I were tube feeding a doe just to get water in her because she hadn't drank water. And we tried the molasses and the Gatorade and the beer and uh, you name it. We've been trying it. And she just wasn't drinking water. And so it just came down to it and we were discussing it. We, we had to tube feed her to get water into her. Um, mm-hmm. She's looking much better this morning. Um, That's good. W- looking, you know, she was chewing her cud earlier um, while I was getting set up. So hopefully things are on the mend there. Um. Otherwise, we've got some beautiful little kid goats in the barn and in the house. So it'll be heading out to the barn hopefully later today. <laughs> um, and, Get them uh, out. Get them out. Yeah, I've got to modify a pen. Uh, there's a, there's a, the pen we're going to be putting them in has been being used for uh, mature does. So uh, we, we have, we use two by sixes for, our pen construction such that 
I can remove three or four screws and and now I've got good airflow between pens. Mm-hmm. At the same time, when you go to put kid goats in those very same pens, um, <laughs> it's like, you know, a sieve and they just, <laughs> they walk on out. So I've got to put some of those yeah. two by sixes back in so that these little ones will stay in. Um, and, uh, you know, we're moving on. We have a doling. Uh, she'll be a milking yearling this year. We're really excited to freshen uh, later this week. And yeah, it's, you know, I, I finally figured out how this, the this kidding season is kind of going for us. And it's just kind of like, you're excited for the very next step at the same time. Um, <laughs> dreading the kickback from it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So for sure. Uh, and I think what it, you, you, you touched on it. It's because they they imprint on us and we imprint on them. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at Facebook and I see so many people who refer to the um, animals in loving ways. I mean, even the the few dairies I follow, you know, their animals are, you know, they're not, you know, you know, uh, you know, DOE number N five. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they treat them as personal goats. Exactly, still, exactly, and so. They're they're individuals to us. They're affectionate. They're fun to watch. We love. We all love them. That's why we're here. That's why our listeners are listening to the podcast because uh, they love their animals and and they miss the family surrounding it. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes that family involves individual animals. So yeah. Enough about my wonderful, great week. <laughs> it, it, I have to say, it, it has been wonderful. We've we've gotten uh, a couple doe kids that were are just stellar. We've gotten we've learned some things about some breedings and some pairings, um, both good and bad. Uh, there's that famous uh. Well, you guys have that beautiful Vasca. We do. We have a Vasca that Vasca Doling uh, Annie. Yeah. She might get she might get stolen at the uh, in the middle of the night sometime. Uh but, no. If I have a buck here with those boss breedings, I'm gonna be like Nate, please. No, no. We call her. We call her Annie. Um, you know, her, her mother is misbehaving and we call her Annie because we've decided on a name. I, I do believe we've decided on this name any way you want it. Uh, kind of the, uh, journey song, get that oh, yeah. stuck in everybody's head on Sunday morning. I'm going to be singing that in the <laughs> ring when I'm showing in the same class as her, or even ringside. Oh, well, you'll have kids care. in the same class. They'll be in the same month, month. So, yeah, yeah, I've got, I have eight days until my first kids hit the ground for this year, and it'll be um, my 
one of my Orion bread doughs. Freshening. One of your then, Orion bread doughs who will be freshening with Vasquez. Yeah. So this will be your no, first. No, no, no. No. <laughs> no. So the first one is uh, Carla bread to Orion. Okay. And then the next day, nine days away, is my first um, Vasquez kids hitting the ground. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we're not too far away. I, I actually, everybody will be proud. I shaved some udders uh, the other day. I know we saw we got to see some uh, <clears throat> some goat butts on on Facebook, or at yeah. least those of us who are in in uh, communication with you daily, um, <laughs> and uh, they're looking pretty good. They're looking all right. You know, you and I still need to finish our discussion on your two dolings there. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, it, I think yeah. we both got distracted. But oh, it's yeah. it's always fun. And, you know, the thing is, you know, it's great having someone you can bounce ideas off of or get opinions of. And sometimes, even if the opinions are brutally honest, um. No. I prefer the brutally honest opinions because too often you'll be like, "Hey, look at this dough." You know, talking with a friend on on like Facebook Messenger or whatever, even on Facebook, and you're like, "Look at this dough," and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's nice." And it's like, "No, like, come on, give me like, what do you think?" Because I know what I don't like about her, but what do you think? Well, I, like, let's let's go. <laughs> we all get a bit far and blind, and especially you know, no shows or linear appraisal. That'll be coming up in the news. Yeah. Uh, in the past year, we, we've moving on almost. Uh, this is fifty weeks of our COVID experience. Actually, it's probably fifty plus for those uh, in the New York City and and Washington State yeah. and West Coast. Um, but yeah, I was just thinking the other day because so this time of year. Uh, the the first the last weeks of of February and first weeks of March. That's when our hockey team. I work for a college. Uh, our hockey team usually gets into playoffs. So uh, yesterday was our last game of the regular season. Next week we have a bye because we're doing stellar. We're ranked like I think I think we're six in the country. Ooh. And uh, I know right. And uh, then we're going to have playoffs. So this time last year, when, when playoffs happens, that's when all of a sudden they were like, boom, COVID done. No playoffs, season canceled. So we're like at a year mark. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, and I think a lot think of us are. It. And I know I see a lot of shows are, are uh, coming forward and saying, yep, we, we're going to do the show this year. Some shows did were held anyway last year. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple shows that popped up in a different format that I'll be curious to know if they keep that format for this upcoming year. Um, yeah. You know, like our, our local county did an ag extravaganza and it was actually pretty nice. It basically was a one day show, truck in, truck out. And mm-hmm. they did. They kind of followed with the national show format of the embedded youth show. So yeah. they just did like the 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 um 
normal showing and somebody there was a second secretary at the table who was doing the cooperative extension stuff and then at the end of after our best in show was named it was you know okay these were the 4-H animals who were best of breed please come in and then uh, they did the best in show for the 4-H and it was interesting so you know the Adga show ran its normal course but there was kind of that embedded youth element to it. Um, mm-hmm. So um, they, they modeled it heavily on the national show format that they did in uh, Columbus. Uh, so it that was new and different, and I'd be curious to see if that happens more or if that was a one and done. Well, I know, like... With New York, it's still kind of weird because everything's still very fluid and uh, changing all the time. Uh, I know, like, the Buck show that usually kicks off show season for us uh, might be taking place in a different venue just because of the rules that you can't have a certain amount of people in an enclosed area. And even though the show barn is technically pretty open, it's still an enclosed area. So they're looking at different options for that. So it'll be interesting to see how shows... Uh, go on and where they go on. Um, well, in yeah, so in to that effect, at least in New York, the date for deciding what the next level is on that is tomorrow, is March first. I know, like mm-hmm. our state club was holding is they're trying to plan as much as they can for their state show, but that's yeah. held at the New York State Fairgrounds. Um. And that, they were, if I'm correct, they were told they weren't, there was no decision on the use of the barn until after March 1st. Yeah. And so that's yeah. tomorrow. You know, hey, happy uh, yeah. end of February, February 28th. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow's March, <laughs> March 1st. Um, yeah. So... There's a lot going on. Hopefully we have a more normal. I don't think it will be normal show season, but a more normal show season. I know that there's, especially for New York, I know a bunch of people who are looking at having to travel for showing. Mm -hmm. You know, we've kind of been gathering up a list of the nearby shows nearby being, you know, Pennsylvania, Ohio, you know, Vermont, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Connecticut shows and what we'd need to do to go to those. So, um, shoot, I'm looking at Virginia right now. That's a huge one. That's <laughs> a, like a big carrot. Uh, you know, Sherry Perino yeah, down is. there in Virginia is running a really good show or uh, a big one, uh, the son of a buck show. And the, Donut edition. I'm saying the donut edition. Six rings. <laughs> you know, Junior Doe yeah. Show, Buck Show, combined senior Junior Doe Show. Um, every year Six it's rings, huge. Buddy. It, it, so, and they, they have an artist who comes up with t shirts for it. Uh, so, and yeah. it's, it's sounds like a really fun show. Um, if you're on the Eastern Seaboard in the area of Virginia, 
Um, that might be a fun one to go to. I know a few. I think I would know a few of the judges um, without looking at at <laughs> things. I'd have to. Uh, I, I I'm not going to even venture who the judges are. I know of one, um, and uh, I think it's if I read. I know two of them. I think. I think it's it's your Dave father. Funk. And yep, and uh, I think Bob Bartholomew is going to be there, and I forget who the third is, but yeah. Um, anyway, um, yeah, that's a big carrot for sure. It, it is, and uh, we're all is, you know, we're all starved for showing. As oh, for I was sure. talking to uh, a breeder yesterday, and San and breeder. Yes, I talked to San and breeders. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I, hey, you know, it was either over Hasleys or Sonnens. So, uh, why not both? Uh, too big right now, and <laughs> we, we'd need a bigger barn. Yeah. Um, and uh, he was saying, you know, he's like, yeah, I need show season to happen this year. And it wasn't because he had, and he does, he had some really nice Sonnens. And it's heard. The reason he needed show season to happen this year, he's like, I miss my goat family. And yeah, I think that's true. what it is. It, it, it's these shows are like family reunions. And each show is different because there's somebody who's there that you don't see at any other show. And right. You know, and it may not it may be like everybody's the same person at from the last show, but then there's one person who's different. And it might be the judge, <laughs> you know, because many yeah. of these judges are people we know <laughs> in one way or another. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, after the show, it's good to catch up after the show. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, that's kind of, you know, a bit of show etiquette, you know, don't go hobnob with the judge, you know, before your breed gets shown. Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, but no, so but, your week's been going, you know, we've spent all this time talking about me and, and my views. <laughs> I've been, uh, I've been just grinding away. You know, it's, it's been uh, upper forties yesterday. It was almost 50. So our snow's slowly melting away. We're moving into mud season, which honestly, at this point I, I welcome, like bring on the mud. I'll wipe my dog's paws however often I need to, but. Uh, I'm ready for the snow to be gone. And honestly, I just don't want to milk in the snow because I, I milk underneath a pop-up tent um, and then I have my milk stands and I just grab the does from the barn, milk them, and then put them out to the to the pasture or dry lot or wherever you have you. Um, and I'm just ready to not freeze to death while I'm out there doing such. Uh, it's kind of the gamble I play with breeding in early March that's why I don't breed for early February. <laughs> I just can't do it. Um, yeah. And then we're, we're, you know, discussing where the next barns or new barns going to go. And, and we're just excited about the beautiful weather coming up. I mean, I went outside with my dog this morning um, to let him out and it, birds were chirping like it's spring. It's just, everything's going good so far. Uh, We'll see how it goes with these yearlings. I'd be uh, remiss if I said that I'm not nervous about it. Just This is our first time 
breeding uh, does to kid as yearlings. And so with that comes a little bit of stress, um, but we're hoping everything's good. We're hoping we don't have a 15 pound bucket in one of them. Yeah, no, that's, that's always the fears. You know, I, I've noticed if the singles, those, that's the worst. It's if the twins yeah. or triplets, those kids, you know, it's like the, the more you squeeze in there, at least on the standard breeds, the more you squeeze in there, the smaller they are, you know, a lot of times. Mm -hmm, for sure. And whereas, you know, you get that single buck kid, or especially that single buck kid, I've got two of them in yeah, my, my monsters. house right here in, in totes waiting to be fed. And then they wade in, you know two to three pounds heavier than any of the twins. In fact, we've got purebreds next to them that look like Nigerians by comparison. <laughs> um, it's just, you know, the beast of, of, of bucklings. And, but they're, you know, they're, they were two to three pounds heavier than any of the other kids. And they were singles. Yeah. So that's, it's, that's always the risk when when breeding these yearlings, and and honestly, that's why I am going to be inducing my yearlings. Is yep. I just don't need them to overcook anything. Yep. Well, yep, and um, we'll and yeah, we'll see. We'll be inducing Molly this week, so yeah. So and then you guys get a break after that, about right? two weeks. About nice. two weeks. So, um. So. Well, I think we should move on to yeah. the news. We got a little bit of news here. Um, first of all, news for the show. Uh, hey, I got my laptop. Yay! I've uh, been playing around. En <laughs> enough of John complaining. With, uh... <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> been playing around with some, some software, and I think I've got it buttoned down. Um, so later on this week, uh, probably Wednesday, uh, Nate and I are just going to play around with it a little bit see how we like it, make sure it sounds good, and then I'll, I'll do, like, a test episode and then probably just delete it after I listen to it. But, uh, yeah, we're uh, getting away from this awful, awful... After this episode, you can be as awful as you want, Anchor. Well, but, I, I, think uh, it, after... <laughs> I think it still has some value um, as far yeah. as the, mo well, the mobility of us. us. Theoretically, yeah. we could be yeah. at a show with Bluetooth in our ears and the phone in our pocket and be recording. <laughs> um, there is that. Right. Um, so yeah. it's a uh, it served our purpose for us starting out, and um, you know, there's been some growing pains with it, and there's been some we there's been episodes where it's been perfectly fine, like last week. So it's just uh, it's something where. Thank you, but no thanks. We're moving on from it, um, and I'm excited. So uh, I get to finally use my uh, nice fancy mic and and uh, earphones that I bought, and and uh, yeah, we get to grow yeah. even more. Constantly growing. The thing so, of growing and things yeah. changing. So, uh, you you are on top yeah, of the, it. The yeah, Ross and G system. <laughs> um, supposed to go live tomorrow. Tomorrow, I am uh, now. If I'm hoping it now, the, the interesting thing. Hopefully, it goes more smoothly than um, people getting to watch the video, uh, the demo video. I know there's been a lot of you know there are 
posts throughout my feed of people saying, hey, has anyone been able to watch that video? Um, uh, in yeah. Even I had a bit of trouble. Luckily, you're able to help me out with it. I, I think that mm-hmm. the key to watching that video is you have to be signed up through Adga for to receive emails. Yeah. And if yep. So that's that's if the you, way it works. If you are not signed up through Adga, if you are one of these people like me who want the paper copy just so that you have a hard copy to refer back to and so yeah. your computer didn't go blip and destroy things, um, maybe a little bit uh, out of luck. Um, but you can go right. to Adga and they, they do have uh, I think uh, one of our, I think Grace or Bob uh, posted how to fix that. Um, uh, oh, it was Daniel. Daniel. Well, not, neither uh, of the either two. Way. But uh, one of our one <laughs> of our uh, former guests, uh, Danielle, posted how to fix the the email thing and and get so you can just try the video. It looks like it's uh, one part. Uh, subscription reports and go look up in you know all the stuff that the old Adga website used to be able to do, and then uh, mm-hmm. there's a uh, bit of Adga genetics mixed in. I did not see any way to do planned breeding, which for me is huge with Adga genetics. Uh, so right, you know, I'll still be using Adga genetics as long as it's around, but. I don't think it's going anywhere. I think Gene uh, does a really good job with it, and and I don't think I don't think the new system would probably would have been able to handle that kind of oh, uh, n- no building by everybody. Right, like for example, so, I did not see just uh, you know I'm, I'm not trying to downplay the new system, right? But I, I right, just right, don't right. want you know people to think that they're gonna. You know, where's the planned breeding on here? Well, there's no planned breeding. Well, how do I get type evaluation? Well, yeah. there's no type evaluation. There is linear appraisal history. You know, all the data that Adga gives to Gene that he then uh, puts into Adga Genetics that then he's able to crunch into statistics for those of us who are statistics lovers. Um, mm-hmm. That data, that raw data was be able to be found like for example to find out your your does milk records you used to have adga genetics was the only source well now you can yeah. look it up yeah. on the new system you there's also some things that are supposed to be a little bit easier like um address changes um payment for paying bills um Tattoo, tattoo changes, changes if there's issues. Though that you can change it on there, but it will still say, you know, send us the hard copy. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to send it in the red right. so they can send you a new one. But I like it that it's like well, a one stop shop. There's not, okay, I need to register, go boom, another link or another page pops up. Okay, now I got to pick the go boom, yes, another that page was a pops pain. up. You know, it's, it's all just right there, nice and compact. It's register. Uh, I think there's even an option. I saw the box that said image not available. So I'm wondering if it's going to be 
an image that you can upload of your goat or if it's an image of that that might have been a a, yeah i don't know know. um but yeah that whole thing of well if you go to look up your your does uh show wins on the old system by the time you actually got to that show report or that that list of shows of legs and dry legs and whatnot you had like six windows open and i able to gather from just from the video that's not what's going to happen anymore so yeah yeah i, I was pretty impressed i was impressed with it. with it i was you know there's some things I, I i was looking for just because you know we're a technological age you know we're looking at things i do think it's a uh, setup that looks like it can grow you know keep it and like oh we can mm-hmm. add this to it so yeah. it should be able to be something to be around for quite a while, especially with as much as they put into it. So um, moving on, though, our next item, you know, linear appraisal. Yeah, the uh, <clears throat> linear appraisal, there was on a bunch of the district pages was an update. Uh, I guess update really is just kind of notes from the last um meeting where the task force presented stuff. Uh, So tweaks to linear appraisal uh, were presented to the board this week by the task force. So hats off to the task force and the new um, PPM and the LA committee on the continued work to get uh, linear appraisals future out to the members. It looks like now it's in the steps of uh, the PPM and uh, committee are just going to be uh, updating forms and pricing on those forms and and, and everything and and getting it out to the membership hopefully soon. The one thing Uh, I did see from uh, a few directors, I believe, were that if, you know, it's COVID, folks, so there's an if here. If there's linear appraisal this year, uh, it may be mm-hmm. a a scaled back. There may be only limited, limited, uh, you, you know, limited appraisal appraisers, mm-hmm. more limited appraisers. Um, and so, you know, the plan is to, as of right now, to still do it, but you know, we, we've got to be patient, folks. Um, there's some growing. Growing here, going on, I believe some really good things, for, especially for the appraisers and for the program as a whole. Um, one other thing that's not on your sale notes here that happened since last time we did news mm-hmm. is the uh, postal ballot went out for a national show. The uh, committee's recommendation for changes for this year's for the 2021 national show uh, went out mm-hmm. and was voted <clears throat> on. Um, I do believe they removed item number two, which was the judges checking teeth after making the cut. Um, otherwise, they, yeah. they did approve uh, everything else on the national show. Uh, the changes for the 2021 national show. And in fact, I think that was one of the things on the postal ballot that the changes would only apply to t- the 2021 national show would not be long-term yes. changes. 
And yeah, this isn't. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah Milkshake's not it, going anywhere. So. And that's that's just <laughs> because of issues. You know, some of them are, are things where. You know, the state where you know Kentucky and and the facility have set their own rules and, you know, to try to be compliant with those. Others are things for thinking about ADGA's liability. So, you know, it's, it's, it may not be the way we want it, but it's the way it, it's got to be for this year. Um, so mm-hmm. um, yep. that being said, you know, we, we got ourselves into some, uh, the hot topic right now is DNA. Yeah. So this week we will be talking about DNA and if it's important to us or what we feel uh, DNA uh, does for the community. Um, it has been, as you mentioned, a kind of a hot button lately with uh, within the Nigerian dwarf community. Uh, a lot of people have had that, you know the the King or the Sir Charles stuff that we've uh, been dealing that we personally haven't been dealing with, but the community's been dealing with for a couple months now. And now there's this new issue with this farm in Maine uh, with DNA issues on one pairing and a lot of hoopla going on with that whole situation. It's been quite loud. Um, and if you've missed it, I don't know how, but yeah, there's a farm in Maine that had pairing not go right and then they ended up deleting their facebook page and and their farm page which is just kind of blows my well, mind well and you uh, know i'm just yeah, gonna say so, you know, we don't know all uh, i don't know all the details you know john you may know more than not but um i don't know all the details there myself i know many many of them um i know there's a lot of people affected that by that one because i guess there were again a buck yeah. involved that's of you know now of questionable mm-hmm. parentage, and yeah, and that kind of made us all, yeah. all of us standard breeders, kind of look around. Well, maybe not all of us, you and I at least, go. How's this going to in fact impact yeah. other breeds? Um, one of the things I that immediately popped yeah. in my head, quite frankly, is now you got all these purebred animals. You know, you purebred, you know, Nubian togs and, you know, and whatnot. Oberhasleys, you know, we're Oberhasley breeders here. Uh, how's that, get, what's going to happen there? You know, you could have, you know, Oberhas, purebred Oberhasleys, you know, are, you know, one of those breeds, shocks, it's Smithsonian's interest in trying to preserve the purebred Oberhasley. And what happens if, mm-hmm an influential buck from back when turns out to not have been the sire of another influential buck. Yeah. Boom. You know, oh, no big deal. Oberhasleys yeah. can go so, American. No. Well, well that, that pairing would be. And then it would right. trickle down back to, well, fine. Then that purebred doe now is American. Well, but now yeah. what's happened to well, the, the purebred overhead? So here's here's my take on it when it comes to the, like so like Nigerians closed herd book. Like, yeah, it's 
it's rough. They have nowhere to go. They can't go meet up parents, or they can't breed back up to American. They don't have they don't have any of that at all. Uh, so yeah, it's it's honestly unfortunate, but that's why with DNA, really, you gotta you gotta make sure you know that whoever you're purchasing an animal from is up to snuff. There's no skeletons in closets, and it's hard to find out if somebody has skeletons in a closet. This person in Maine three years ago, nobody would have thought anything but positive things. But here we are. It's you just have to kind of do your homework, and it's honestly. With Nigerians, let's face it, probably more than half of Nigerian breeders are people that may not be as knowledgeable with breeding livestock. And and it's this thing. I have a feeling this is just uh, well, the tip of the iceberg, man. I really do. And it's, un- it's, okay, so it's I'm gonna, crazy. I'm going to step in here and I'm going to say, I don't think it's just Nigerian <laughs> breeders. And I'm not going to try to insult our, our listenership and say that it's all goat people. However, um, the bulk of our listeners, now there are some c- commercial dairies out there who I know do listen while they're doing the milking, they're milking, you know, you know, 50 to 100, maybe 200 goats, you know, while they're listening. Um, but the bulk of uh, the the people out there are on a small farm. Um, many of them do not mm-hmm. are not, uh, you know, they're not descended from farmers. Or if they are, this is their expression of the family farm. Um, I grew up on a goat farm. We had anywhere from sixty to one hundred and twenty goats, depending on the year, and. Many of our breeders and many of our people out there uh, did not go to school for ag science. Many of them are not really well-versed in genetics or in ag business. Um, and so, yeah, there's there's something about the goats, though, where they're they're more of a small farm animal, the, you know the right. And I don't I don't want to I don't want my listen, you know our listeners to think that I'm you know throwing dirt in their face or anything. That it's just <clears throat> as you're learning how to farm and how to breed and feed and all that good stuff, you're yeah. there's learning curves. You know, oh crap, a buck got out. Yeah, a buck got out. <laughs> Get it in. Oh crap! Now I gotta gotta DNA test this breeding because this buck got out and another buck got out uh, this this other time. You know, it, it happens. It happened to me, yeah, where I have to pull hairs on my bucks and figure out yeah. who's who, right? But what I'm saying is, there's going to be that those people that do the right thing and DNA test and figure out what's what, and then there's going to be other people that go, well. I think it was this one and, and go with that. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that 50% of Nigerian breeders are un are not ethical. I'm not saying that I'm saying that there's just a higher chance, especially since there's more in, in total numbers, there's more Nigerian breeders than right. any other. Breed. Right. There, there are. 
And I, I, I kind of get what you're saying. I mean, it's one of these things of how many of the breeders out there, you know, until five years ago, I didn't, you know, my idea of DNA testing was, well, we have to get some, um, you know, muscle tissue and we're going to have to um, extract that from the lower lumbar portion of the back and, you know, uh, we'll send it off to Washington, D.C., where they'll do a DNA analysis with the top scientists in the country. And, and no, it, it's pulling follicles. And you have to get the follicle, actually, in the hair. I know someone had asked earlier in the week about the DNA process and saying, you know, if the hair that comes off when I pet the animal, will that work or the you know, from shedding? And luckily, <laughs> an operator... Uh, pointed out no it has to have a follicle and I'll, I'll say here it has to have that hair follicle on it it can dry out in the process of getting to the lab yeah. but and it has to have that hair follicle on it but you, you put it in an envelope it doesn't have to go in a plastic baggie mm-hmm. it goes in an envelope and then you mail it to you know you mail it out and you're right. You see Davis, and they say, "Yep, this one's this one lines up with that one." And we've used it. We've used it to confirm breedings. You know, as far as mm-hmm. you know, we we we've got these two purebreds out here, and we we AI'd the doe and checked the straw and. It was bad straw. Um, you know, we had only about two or three live sperm instead of two or three million. Um, and so we said, oh, oh, and we grabbed another straw and checked it. And that one was bad, too. So we went to a different buck and we AI'd her. And we've got these two kids from that breeding. So we're fairly certain it's not the first buck. And we're about 98% sure mm. that it's second bark. But to confirm it, we're going to pluck hairs on them. We're going to send in, you know, yeah, on the, the, you know, we'll send in for a DNA analysis and we'll do that. Uh, and we'll get confirmation, when, you know, as to who the sire is. So you guys DNA We, we DNA, hurt, right? we DNA type right, your bucks. And right now we're DNA typing mm-hmm. the prominent does, the does who have a daughter here, 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 and here, you know, in, and yeah, as we, you know, it's, we're in Edgar plus and with that, you get the three DNA tests and we hold on to our bucks or at least are holding on to these bucks long enough that, well, what do you do with the other, you know, with the three every year? <clears throat> so we DNA type the bu- we the bucklings we yeah. are selling, uh, and you know, at least we we try to uh, then the you know the ones that are left over. If we feel that we really want to get this dough done, we we do the those key doughs. We're working through having the whole herd DNA type. Um, you know, I, I kind of feel that the bucks are the, the most important to have typed because 
because they they definitely yeah because one buck uh, can have a huge impact i mean look at the sir trials issue Mm -hmm. one buck can have such a huge impact on a breed and it's my doe a doe will have will give off some progeny and yes one of those might be a buckling but you you can it's it's a smaller from a doe it's a much smaller inset of of impact um you know unless of course she just yeah. that's all she drops are bucklings i do know of some or or she's very prolific and has you know like like nigerians you know they've got anywhere from triplets right. to quads to quince like that they can be pretty prolific but bucks Breathe. Right, many, you many see for every quad season, you know? that a Nigerian <laughs> or a Nubian uh, might have, that's yeah. one breeding from that buck. How many of the does did that buck mm-hmm. breed? So I I fully agree right. with, with having the buck's DNA typed. You know, I, I, I do. The does, personally, I will say... I think it should be up to the breeder. I don't think the doe should be mandated right. to be DNA typed. I think it should be market driven. You know, the let the buyers say, hey, is that doe DNA typed? Can I check to see that this kid you're selling is out of that doe? Uh, especially if I'm paying a ton of money for a kid. You know, I want, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, so if I'm paying a ton of money for a, a doe kid or a buck kid out of a specific doe, yeah, I may want the doe typed too. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I can see that, but that to me would be up to the buyer and the seller to decide that. And as far as the buyer goes, if you want an animal DNA typed and the seller says, nope, time to walk away. Now, yeah, it, yeah that's a I will big say red then there comes this question. As a seller, as one who has does and kids for sale, you know, this year and stuff, and the buyer comes to me and says, hey, I want you to DNA type that $300 doe kid. I have an answer too. An my answer, answer is going to be sure, it's going to be $35. Okay. Yep. In the buyer, in my opinion, the I, buyer ought to, and this I, is where we'll probably get some <clears throat> discussion from our listeners, but in my opinion, there, the buyer, <clears throat> if they want, DNA type on that. I'll pull the hairs. I'll pull the hairs with them in my barn so they can prove that mm-hmm. the doe I'm pulling the hairs from is the doe I'm pulling hairs from. Um, yeah. And I'll send it in, but but I want them to buy the Here, so to pay for it. Now, conversely, yeah, they're paying, you know, above five or six hundred dollars for me. That's kind of my cutoff. Other people have other cutouts. They're paying a bit of money. And they say, I'd like that, though, DNA typed. First off, more than likely, in my herd, 
if that dough, is, if those kids are that much money, the dough is already DNA type. Um, but I'll be, I would just say, yep, okay, and I would do it because that would be part of the cost at that price because point of getting that kid, right? Um, but that being said, well, to circle I'm back, say circle back, to, cir- to circle. <laughs> to circle back, uh, you mentioned that you would pull hairs and, and either have the buyer uh, pay for that kit or not uh, for whatever your cutoff is. That's fine. Uh, I'll probably be doing the same exact thing. But here's the important thing, Nate. You said if somebody isn't willing that's, to would, that, walk away. That was my circle back point. Why too. are you not standing? Yeah. Why are you not standing behind your animals and breedings? Why are you saying no? Makes no sense. If somebody's doing that, walk away. Red flag. I'd be saying something to everybody. That's just me. Um, I think it's very important as a breeder, especially myself, somebody wants DNA, I stand behind my herd 100%. They have like they're my bread and butter. I have no problem with, with giving you samples. No issues. Uh, I do want to touch. So on... we oh, we have to look at. I look at this whole DNA issue as this. You read, you know, your your ad that little booklet that they mail you, or maybe you get it digitally. The Constitution bylaws and you know people mm-hmm. call it the rule book. Um. In the very first few yeah. pages on there, there's the ADGA mission statement. And unfortunately, this morning, I don't mm-hmm. have it with me. Normally, I do. But anyway, um, so I'll give you a synopsis. And you know, those who are directors and such can correct me. The, the synopsis of it says that the purpose of ADGA is to basically be a registry that uh, certifies parentage of of the animal. Yeah, and if that if you knowingly you know can't register an animal without knowing the parentage, that that's as wrong as wrong can be. Uh, to and to accept to have animals registered with unknown parentage. As being something that they're not, so you know, very mm-hmm. uh, unpopular opinion is you know the Sir Charles issue is that you know there can there's yeah. a, hundreds of animals, you know, oh, pu- yeah, yeah, I think it's like that over are going to not be registrable. Right. If they can't so, find a sire, yeah. There have been people who have suggested, well, should just put an asterisk next to the registration number or something and let them be in. Or open the herd book or back up the herd book. and just let them be in. Heard that too. And my my issue with that, and I so, believe you may agree or disagree with me on this, my issue with that is that compromises the very premise of the registry. I agree with you. And so right. that's why I say it, that it, 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 what? it's harsh, it's horrible, <laughs> it's terrible. 
but I can mm-hmm. see that, you know, there's that. I can see their point of view. There are hundreds of, of these animals, and they're high-quality animals. And, and we really got to look at yeah. it this way. We've got this issue, the Sir Child one, on the West Coast, and, and it actually trickled all the way over here to the East Coast. But then you've got this one over on the East Coast that's trickling, you know, westward too, and it's impacting the breed. And, you know, it's... Yeah, it, it it's tough. It's rough. Um, there's been suggestions about trying to get a Nigerian grade, an experimental, you know, get it that way. Uh, so, yeah, people have mentioned opening up the book and and making them grades, and I just, I, I get it. I get the desperation here. I get that people have invested. Mm-hmm a lot of money in these animals for them to not come up as DNA verified traumatizing is, is abysmal. I mean, yeah. Like, can you imagine Nate? Can you imagine this is like Leocadio coming back and not being matched up after yeah, yeah. you've used him for four years? Oh yeah. Like, that's the kind the of damage you're though, looking this at. This is why I know a lot of the Nigerian dwarf breeders are, are having issue with the whole DNA thing right now is, is, the difference is, I know, I could still use him. And I know that yeah, in and, but three or four generations, I'll have American <laughs> descended from him. Yeah. It's, Whereas they... It's just... Will not. Yeah, they have no option. They basically just got hit right between the legs, you know? So it's, it's not... It's not a nice thing here to deal with. And it's honestly, it's a tough reality with these closed herd books like the Nigerians. And, like, I I'm, I don't want Nigerian breeders to think I don't... I'm not compassionate for the fact that they're losing out on lots of money uh, with the Sir Charles thing and this new thing. Like, I, I, I get it. I get the devastation. I get the the loss to your farms. I mean, this is affecting me whole farms and this is just because of an oops who's your daddy moment right and and dna people that are against dna this is why it's important and this is why in 2023 it's going to be mandatory that bucks to be registered so now one of the arguments dna on five it's costly it it it, it's I mean, costly. Okay, it's costly, but some I farms are out agree. twenty grand. But it costs a lot of money, <laughs> especially if you're selling so many kids. It's a lot of money to shell out. Yeah, well, I I'd rather have the peace of I, mind. I I agree, but I'm just you know this is one of the things I've I've seen pointed out. It's a lot of money to shell out. Mm-hmm. The other thing is is. Um, yeah. That DNA sample that gets mailed in is only as as um, the validity of that sample is only good as good as the honesty of the person pulling it. Right. Yeah, there can always be that person that knows that it's wrong but wants to sell something that might be uh, of higher value and pull the different hairs of 
of the animal. Like I, I, I understand that hundred percent. Um, and I'm sure it's happened in the past. And, and the one thing I want to say is that not only is, is DNA important to validate who parents are, uh, or just to get your animal typed, but also for people that aren't aware, you can also do uh casian typing for alpines and other breeds with the SA S one, what's it? S one casian. Um, yeah. So what, what is, is a protein, is, is a, right? I was going to say, uh, there is the a uh, protein, the chief protein, which is essential ingredient for m- making cheese. Um, it's generally, it, it's a white solid. Mm-hmm. It's tasteless and generally odorless. Um, and it it's it's need it needs to be the higher the level in your milk the better the milk is for the production of cheese and dairy products like that um and so it's kind of an indicator right. it's, it's kind of a selling point that you know my does are higher in in my buck yeah. you know my buck's daughters are higher in the casein levels than someone else's um you know, it's, it, if you're, especially if you're talking to dairies and, and a lot of these small farms, I keep talking about small farms, are looking at trying to do uh, yeah. not large commercial dairy levels, but kind of uh, artisan cheeses and try to find a way to make their hobby pay for it uh, itself. And so people are looking at trying right. to make feta, make farmhouse cheddars or or stuff i know we we think about it and we talk about it and so it's it's something that is a selling point if you can say that my animals have a good casein level because of genetics that's an added plus the other thing that you didn't mention is the g6s uh diagnostics for nubians and nubian grades um yeah that's a DNA test as well. And that's actually a uh, looking for an indicator of a potential genetic issue in the Nubian, Nubian descended animals. Mm-hmm. And that's a DNA test as well. And, you know, that's, again, it's one of those things that you, you say, yep, my animals have been tested for, you know, G, G success and, you know, it's it's a selling point. A lot of these things are selling points. Um, now, I will say, you know, what, for me, one yeah. of the it, things about no. the DNA testing so, is I, I do remember back, you know, 30, 40 years ago, DNA testing was, again, it was thought to be this weird science that, you know, you saw in the TV shows about forensics, and you, you very rarely thought about doing it with the goats. Yeah. And I do remember people where, you know, when when that sun and dough freshened with, you know, maybe sun and dough isn't quite right. When <laughs> when that, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. When that sun and dough freshens with a La Mancha dough kid, you know, and you look at yourself and you look <laughs> around and you look in the corner and, and there's those two, you know, yearling La Mancha bucks. And you go, well, <laughs> one of you is the daddy. And you go, well, you were gone, I think, when this kid would have been bred. 
So you were off being leased because people leased fuck <laughs> back then like hilly nilly. Um, so you must be the father. I'm going to put that on a registration paper. You know, and that's how things went. And I suppose in some of these herds, in right. the absence of trying to DNA test, and you know, you you would uh, look and go, yeah, that one looks like this one, and you, that one looks like that one. Again, back then, you know, you you'd get to about January, you throw the bucks in with the does to clean up, and you know that's what you, what yeah. a lot of people did back then well we're now in 2020 2021 and uh we have the technology we have the ability it is pretty darn um pretty darn accurate there are some errors in it still but it's pretty darn accurate where you can say i don't know for certain that these animals are descended from that buck. I'm going to pull hairs on that buck if I haven't already. Mm-hmm. Hairs on the kid, and I'm going to send it in. And I'm going to confirm it. Um, yeah. I mean, let's face it. When you're signing the bottom of that registration paper, or now it's on, well, hopefully tomorrow it'll be online. Um, you are saying that to the best (laughs) of my knowledge the best of my knowledge the kid being registered with this registration has these animals as parents um that's where it's at if you don't know for sure dna type save somebody five six years down the road the hassle of finding out that that buck kid that they bought five, six years ago wasn't sired by who you said it was. Um, just because, yeah, yeah, it, it looked like the same buck, you know. You know, it, and yeah, and yeah. I, I, yeah, it's just listen, I, I think at the end of the day. What it comes down to is, are you willing to stand behind your animals? Uh, in 2023, like it or not, you're going to have to put your money where your mouth is and type at least your bucks. Now, what's your thought gonna on, be the, on the dose? That's going to be the rules. So, I personally haven't pulled hairs on my does, but I'm going to. And the reason why I think I haven't pulled hairs on my does is because, honestly, I haven't had does stick around long enough that weren't sold or weren't my, you know, weren't, uh, or sorry, weren't called. Um, but it's probably like a shame on me moment. Like I probably should have uh, typed them anyway. But honestly, like we just started out. We've been for the first three seasons or two seasons. First two seasons, we used one buck. That's it. The other season last year, we used two bucks, but they were both hand-bred and they weren't escaping. (laughs) You know? Um, And then this year, same thing, two bucks. But honestly, I think it's about time I get them on file just so I can have that extra selling point. Like, hey, these are what they're supposed to be. Um, And I think that's important. I I really think that uh, standing behind your animals um, and, and, you know, being able to prove 
what you're saying make, means yeah, a lot and, well, to I mean, people. To have a third-party verification, it, it certainly is. is n- now, yeah. you know, I've heard people say you know, they're not doing the dose because it, it is cost-prohibitive um, to do. You know, we, we've only got, you know, or we started off the kidding season with, you know, 20 does. That's that would be seven hundred dollars yeah. in one shot, um, and a lot of people go, "That's a ton of money." Right. Now we would look at it as well; it'd be seven hundred seven hundred dollars next year. But you know, it's more of DNA typing in doe kids. The following year, you get you know forty doe kids. You know, now you're talking you know twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, and unless you yeah. can pass that along yeah. to you know, sales, you know, it, it's a lot of money. A lot of people are, are concerned of potential of it moving on to a mandatory doe DNA. And I, I know that a lot of the directors have said, no, that's, that's not what's going to happen. But I, you know, that's what they said about DNA typing bucks for collection. Oh, we'll never make your DNA all your bucks. Yeah. Well, here we are, twenty twenty three. We're DNA typing all our bucks. Yeah. Um. You know, not not to rattle change or anything, <laughs> but there, there's 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 people it... who are along those lines. At the same yeah. time, you know, and I know if they say you have to DNA type all your does, you know, there there may be a bunch of dolings who go to the auction every year and there may be dolings who don't get registered and maybe not in my herd but there may be dolings who don't get registered across the country until they fresh you know um yeah you know there there are those concerns to be thinking about personally we're DNA typing what we can I I get the um, would he, uh, focusing on our box and our bucklings, um, and then doing the prominent does in our mm-hmm. herd, and you know, quite frankly, as funds become available, we look at other does in our herd to you know type. So, yeah, yeah, you don't have to do it all in one shot. You can do one this month, one next month, that type of deal. I think. Um, People are afraid that Adga is becoming a pay-to-play paywall uh, scenario with typing bucks, and then who knows? Next, they're going to want to type does, blah blah, and it goes on. But honestly, if a registry can't 100% stand by each registration that is going through, um, and and can knowingly just say, "Yeah, well, even though this doesn't doesn't match up." It, that was so far back. You know, that was the great, great grandsire. Uh, your animal's fine. We'll keep it in. There's, you can't do it. You can't, it has to stand by those papers that are in it. And if without that, without that accuracy, we have, and, and that's where we have just I, a bunch it, of useless paper for a lot of these breeders who are being impacted by the DNA. I, man, I, I'll say I would be livid. Yeah. I would be, I'd be livid. I'd be angry. I'd be scared. I'd be crushed, man. 
I'd be I'd be deeply like saddened. Yeah. I mean, to say I'm I don't saddened want... sounds like oh, this would be bad, you know. If my herd tomorrow turned out to be unregisterable, because not me, not even the people I bought the animals from, yeah, but somebody else screwed up. I mean, I, I it would be you know, and I know of herds of people who've said, if this can't be fixed, they're out. But at the same time, mm -hmm. it, yeah, do you compromise the integrity of the registry to fix it? No, um, absolutely not. Nope, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't want people to think I'm heartless with, to the situation. I know I, I'm sure during this episode I've sounded kind of heartless, and and maybe that's just my passion shining through. But I just don't. I don't want people to think that like I like I feel for these guys. I really do. Like this is it sucks. This is terrible, and I get it. But the registry it's needs integrity. to maintain that integrity. Thank you. It's it's just it needs to. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. There's no stars or asterisks or anything for those that are in question in a closed herd book. If it's an open herd book, there's no star, it's still a purebred, or it's still an American. No, it goes NOA or it goes away. I'm sorry. Um, I wish there was something else. Maybe this is a big eye-opener for ADGA to say, what well, it, are we going to do in this situation? I think it is. There's going to be I think more. You're right. There's what going gonna to be do? more. I think it is a big eye-opening moment. I do hope that mm -hmm. our directors are, are who are watching the situations on the East Coast and the West Coast and looking at those affected by another breeder's whatever purposeful or or unintended negligence, um, reg negligence. Um, or whatnot. You can say negligence. Well, I don't really want to say it's, it, it's negligence, <laughs> but, you know, registering an animal in error, you know, either in intentionally or unintentionally, and, you know, what mm -hmm. does ADGA have to be? I mean, w will they be stoic and just say, this is, we're really sorry, but this is the way it is? Um, will they you know a bunch of us say you know DNA is a good thing yes it's a good thing yes if this is a good thing this is needed and it may be needed um when it was passed back in I believe what 18 19 um I don't yeah. think though we thought about uh the ripple effect of it happening uh and we're starting to see the ripples. So yeah. it, it is something, it, for me, I, I will say, I observed the, the Sir Charles thing, and I kind of observed it from the standpoint of, of this is going to happen again. We can learn some lessons from what they mm -hmm. did. The, the, the group of breeders who, who worked on that, you know, they did some. They did a lot of things that we all can learn from. They they did some things that I disagreed with. You know, but you know the methods of of 
data mining may have been, you know, not the way I would have done it. But, you know, my herd wasn't being yeah. unregistered, you know. So, but it's stuff to think about yeah. for the future of, of what, what, what 2023 may hold. And how can we as a community look to correcting errors and issues? Do the animals just, they bounce out? Do we, um, at, we, do we talk to our directors and try to f find a answer while maintaining the integrity of the registry? Um, I think if we put little asterisks next to mm -hmm. registration numbers or whatnot and allow animals with unknown parentage into a purebred herd book, that's, that takes the registry's you know, integrity and just turns it into french fries. Integrity. You know, at the same time that Yep. You know, it's. I think it's that's a good. Uh, what it is. Yeah. It's such a touchy subject, and that's why we're kind of being a little bit more thoughtful with what we're saying, folks. I mean, it really is a hot button issue, and, and we take it seriously, and, and we're very thoughtful for, with what we've said today. Um, but it's like, it's really a personal choice for now for everybody, uh, whether you want to. DNA type your animals or not. Um, that's that's a decision everybody has to make for themselves. We're doing. I know myself and Nate um, are planning or have DNA types. Like it's just it's it's important to us, and it should be important to a lot of people. Um, but I think that's really kind of the 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 point we want to get across today is that it, it's do your research. Uh, you if you want a DNA type, awesome. If not, that's on you. Um, twenty twenty three is coming. You're gonna have to do. I, I would but, say. Uh, my, I think that's where I want to be. If you're buying this. a kid, a, especially a doe kid, well, not doe kid, a buck kid. Sorry, especially a buck kid. Ask for the DNA. Mm -hmm. If if it's not a high price point, yeah, um, kid. You know, yeah. Either way, if if the breeder is willing to do it, work with them on getting it done. If they if they want to toss it in on the cost of the kid, mm -hmm. it's thirty five bucks. You know, that's a yeah. That's I take my kids down to Burger King and and it's that's twenty five. So you know, eat at home one night instead of going out, and that's the cost <laughs> of of peace of mind um you know and if you're buying a, a yes animal agreed you know it it's worth knowing that the names on the registry are the um the names in the blood um and if you're selling an animal um you know goodness it's for your own good to be willing to dna type them um and yeah it 
That's your name on that on that registration as the breeder. Yeah. By the way. I just so I guess that's know. my final that's point name. is stand behind your uh, if you especially if you're buying a buck, request for DNA type. Yes. Um, and if you're buying a doe kid and you want DNA typing, yep. you know, stand by it, stand behind that request, be willing to pay, f- be willing to pay for it, no matter how much yeah, you're be buying shy. that kid for, um, get DNA type, especially if you're paying a lot mm-hmm. of money, get DNA typing. Um, <clears throat> and that's my final thought. Yeah. John? Mine too. No, I, I think you you wrapped it up quite well, Nate. I appreciate it. I know this is a not a not an easy one to talk about, but it needed to be said. So, uh, regardless, uh, next week we'll either have a guest or a topic, and uh, we'll be uh, swinging for the fences again. Uh, <laughs> um, Nate, thank you so much for joining us, uh, everybody listening. Uh, this has been Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. We'll catch you. Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast, is not an affiliate of the American Dairy Goat Association. All opinions or information regarding the ADGA does not represent the registry.